Chapter 95 Interlude Irvin Irvin was spent, both physically and emotionally. His reserves of energy, his will to endure, had been beaten out of him. His latest torture was the most horrific of all. They had not only castrated him, they had cauterized the wound, significantly reducing the chance of healing. The wound, certainly, beyond his ability to regenerate. He was so tired, unsure how long it had been since Prince Tay departed. His insane idea to close CERN and confine the emission of God particles must not have worked, or he would have been rescued by now. Although Irvin knew the prince was still alive, his oaths were still part of the weft that composed his soul. That didn't mean the prince wasn't trapped in that dungeon. In the beginning, he had taken comfort in that he was still part of House Tay. But that had slowly faded. His ties to House Tay was minor comfort in the quiet of the night while he sobbed. His wails of desperation and pain so profound that his cell had been enchanted, soundproofed so that other prisoners would not hear his pain or how he endured. The nights when Queen Mav visited when he had gained her undivided attention, and when she decided to take a personal hand in his torture. Those moments were always filled with additional humiliation. This last session had been the most vicious, her anger magnified. She took an inordinate amount of time using his body as her method of releasing that anger. The removal of his manhood had broken something in him. That last bit of spirit and belief in Prince Tay had finally died. He wasn't sure the prince would come for him anymore. Or when he did, there would be a person worth rescuing. Queen Mab seemed to embrace the evil that was done in those torture chambers, and there was nothing or no one willing to stem her madness. Perhaps it was time, Irvin thought. Time to fade. He allowed himself to become nothing more than a whisper on the wind, a bit of quicksilver and stardust that would carry their last remnants of his identity and allow him to escape the pain. He wasn't sure how long he had endured, but it had been long enough, he decided. No one would fault him for embracing the fate. System announcement. The Talam capital, Katherb Hale, will be modified within two weeks updating the infrastructure, and adapting the city to changes of the world government. Talam has expanded from a duality of opposing factions between the Sealy and Unsealy to a triumvirate of power, with a recent faction addition, the Tuatha de Danan. This faction has been established as a co-equal branch of the world government. All treaties and alliances with extraplanar governments and civilizations must be ratified by two-thirds majority of the Sealy, Unsealy, and Tuatha de Danan monarchies. World Announcement Ranked King Tay Mac de Belleros e Cryonax has claimed land and territory to form a kingdom. He has established the kingdom of Angel Gyaure. The faction of these lands has been selected and set to Tuatha de Danan. Any current residents with the faction of either Sealy or Unsealy will be allowed one year's grace period 
before those residents must either convert to the new faction or move to the kingdom based on their established default faction. The system messages shocked Irvin out of his despair. His tears formed, giving life as the smallest spark of hope was rekindled, a small grain of belief that had not been completely destroyed. He clung to the belief that Prince, no, King Tay would return, that the pain and sacrifice that he, Cedric, Lorne, and Euron had been forced to endure wouldn't be for nothing. He'd hoped in the quiet solitude of his cell as he worked feverishly to regenerate the day's wounds that all of this would have meaning, that he was not tortured and tormented for nothing. System announcement. As a member of House Tay, your faction will automatically be updated to Tuatha de Danann. You must disavow House Tay and disrepudate the adoption if you wish to join either the Seely or Unseely faction. System announcement. Do you wish to renounce your standing in House Tay? Yes, no. World announcement. House Tay enjoys protection against attacks from Seely and Unseely for one year. Duels are permissible, but attacks, capture, and torture are forbidden during this one-year grace period. World announcement. The Seely faction has restricted the movement of House Tay members. Penalties apply while these limitations are in force, while they incarcerate House Tay members. Note. Seely faction experiences Belarus's bane. 10% penalty to healing and regeneration. Seely faction experiences Cryonax fury. 10% of crops, plants, and harvest subjected to winter's blight. Seely faction experiences Danu's wrath. 15% penalty to fertility. World announcement. Seely faction has tortured and left permanent wounds on a son of House Tay. Note. Penalties applied. A wound deflected debuff. Seely monarchy and the court's fertility rate has been reduced to zero. Debuff becomes permanent if healing and repair are not implemented and successful within one week. Salvation? Possibly, Irvin thought, as he selected no, remaining as part of House Tay. The system messages suggested that might afford him some small protection. He huddled on the dirt floor of his cell, hugging himself for warmth as he read and reread the system messages. King Tay would come, his belief restored. Irvin was being held in a cell as far from the workspace of the court's chief torturer as possible, so he was unable to hear the furore that the world announcements made. But as he fought to ignore his body's pain, he could imagine. Queen Mab would not take kindly to having her will thwarted, even if it was a system edict. How she would respond was uncertain. Each time she joined in when he was tortured, she seemed to be standing on the precipice of sanity. The discovery that her son had been replaced with an illusion, her uncertainty if he still lived, had consumed her. Some worried that she had tumbled into the abyss. The sound of the cell door being slammed open was the only warning Irvin received before he was attacked. 
Queen Mab's elemental affinity allowed her to make use of sound. She had the ability to remove free will. Her voice, dulcet and alluring, or shattered bones, walls, and gems. She had awoken powers that were part siren and part banshee. If she hadn't been able to trace her parents' lineage, she would have been suspected of being unseely. Her abilities were not the type that Seely boasted. Hers did not shine a light or make bright that which was hidden. She was not the ideal that the Golden Court boasted. She had a high mind, nature, and death affinities. The first two acceptable. It was the death affinity that was worrisome. Her ability to mesmerize and charm was so powerful that there had been hints that the consort, Puck the trickster, and King La, clear-sighted, were bewitched and ensnared. That they failed to constrain her most severe impulses because they had been enthralled. She was vain and delighted in the obsequious nature of her toadies, any that could stroke her ego quickly becoming a court favorite. Those brave enough to draw the, her attention inevitably found themselves demoted from favorite to plaything when she got bored. And now, she was furious. Furious that whatever plans she may have had for Irvin were worthless. Furious that the world announcement made public what she had tried to keep secret. Furious that the Marigu was already demanding answers. But most of all, Furious that the power that had existed between the Seely and Unseely, the fine balancing act they walked to maintain the status quo was now shattered. She had worked in tandem with the Marigu to minimize the power and courts of the lesser Fae, refusing to acknowledge any ranked king or queen that was not Seely or Unseely. She had refused to even allow any ranked Seely to ascend to the king or queen level. Those considered beneath, lesser fey that progressed, that reached rank king, were summarily executed or banished. Her prowess in the dueling arenas were so formidable that no one had made the attempt to rank up for thousands of years. That an upstart hybrid, a mistake of nature, had not only broken that edict, but had claimed enough land to become a co-equal ruler of the Seely and Unseely was unforgivable. Yet even in her anger, even if she had descended into the pits of insanity, she maintained enough reason to know that Irvin must be healed. Her court and people would endure much, but to take away their ability to propagate would break the bonds of compliance and acceptance. They would band together and rip her from the throne, piece by piece, if she was the instrument that ruined their fertility. Finally, Irvin had the ability to spite the evil bitch. Healing required him to agree. Without his consent, any attempts would be superficial at most. And he was determined. He would refuse Seely healing, even if it meant he remained maimed for all eternity. Damn her. Damn them all. She would take his manhood, would she? Well, she could go fuck herself with it.